Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. We're going to give our review for Super Saturday in Round 1. So good to have Super Saturday back. Uh, I was driving down from Armadale back home on Saturday. So I actually listened to the first game on the radio, but have gone back and re-watched it a little bit later. But a cracking Super Saturday, some really entertaining games. Absolutely love them. If you want to have a listen to our review of the Thursday and Friday games, we dropped that earlier this morning. Uh, so we've got the Parramatta Eels and the Melbourne Storm, the Warriors and the Newcastle Knights and the Panthers and the Brisbane Broncos. But let's get stuck into the Super Saturday games. We kicked off with the Manly Seagulls and the Canterbury Bulldogs. Tommy Turbo's return to Brookvale Oval, and he was very impressive, but I think it's fair to say uh, that Tommy Turbo was still in first gear. I think there was a couple of times where he probably could have put the hammer down and uh, decided not to. Uh, Obviously came off early. Not with an injury, uh, Anthony Seabold reporting that it was cramping. Uh, he didn't. He did then later go back onto the field uh, when I think it was Lock, Lock and Croker went down with an injury. So um, I, I think it's fair to believe Seabold on this one. I think that if it was anything more than cramping, there's not a hope in hell they would have put him back on the field. They pretty much had the game wrapped up by that point anyway. So uh, Turbo, he was sensational. I don't think he's at anywhere near full fitness at the moment. I think he's got a lot more to offer over the next few weeks. He has the bye this week, which is good. Uh, a bit more conditioning and whatnot, and I think he's in for a huge season, Tommy Turbo, as are the Manly Seagulls. But if you are a super coach player, not great that he did get taken off a little bit early. Hopefully that isn't a, a uh, normal occurrence moving forward. Uh, Deli Cherry Evans, one of the games of his career, I thought. Three meat pies. He was absolutely everywhere. Obviously scored the last try off an intercept. Really enjoyed that one. You could see the raw emotion on DCE's face when he crossed. But I just thought his game management, everything, was just top shelf from DCE. Uh, when, Turbo and DCE and when Turbo and DCE have good games, uh, there's normally another name that follows them, and that is Ruben. Garrick. He had a massive game. He was very, very impressive. If you started with 
with him in Supercoach, you're absolutely cheering. Uh, he went huge, Ruben Garrick, a real class winger. I'm glad they didn't move him into the centres. That would have just made no sense to me. So Ruben Garrick on the left, Sting, absolutely killing it. Great to see. Turbo, DCE, Garrick with huge games. Uh, and you kind of feel like Manly are nowhere near their peak. You kind of feel like they've got a lot more to show as well. So very, very exciting. Uh, Brad Parker. Shout out to him. Uh, I thought his defense was unbelievable in this game. I was watching him. Uh, sorry, I was listening to him on the radio, and they were, you know, rapping him constantly. Then I got to sit down and watch the game, and he was even better than what they, they made it sound, to be honest with you. I thought he was great, Brad, Brad Parker. Uh, Tolungi, Kelma, um, yeah, look, he he, uh, he didn't have a stack of touches, but some of the ones he did were scintillating. That one that he put Ruben Garrick over, uh, very, very nice touch. Very Josh Schuster-like, so a heap of upside there. I'm very keen to see um, what the Manly Seagulls and what Anthony Seawell get out of him this year. I thought the other big positive to come, to this, uh, to come out of this game was Paseca. Is there a world where he has realized how big and damaging he can be? Because if so... Good God, watch out for the rest of this competition. Paseca, he is an absolute monster, a giant. But I've always said they need to put a mirror in, how, in his house so he can realize how big he is. And I think the other day, maybe we're starting to see it. We have been... Um, we have been lured into this trap before where you think, okay, that's a turning point for Paseca and it doesn't really continue from there. So hopefully uh, he can kick on. Hopefully Seabell can get the very best out of Paseca. But yeah, the Manly Seagulls are very exciting without Josh Schuster. Obviously, he's to come back. It sounds like he will be there round three. So interesting to see how that one plays out. I thought Cooper Johns was pretty good once again. But I do think uh, that Josh Schuster, when fit, he will come straight in at 5'8". And I'm keen to see how he fits in and how um, how the Manly Seagulls change their game around Joshy Schuster on that left edge. For the Canterbury Bulldogs, uh, I don't know. No, no real way to sugarcoat it. Pretty disappointing. Um, and, you know, the, the issues didn't stem from a team getting used to each other. It was fundamental shit that the Canterbury Bulldogs were getting wrong, which was really, really disappointing. Um, yeah, a, a huge letdown, to be honest with you. I, I was very disappointed with their performance. Uh, I know they had a couple of things that probably didn't go their way. You know, the Flanagan Simbin, I thought that was a bit of a 50-50. Could have gone either way. If it wasn't Tommy Turbo, I wonder if it would have been a Simbin. But, I mean, they were just... That that hurt them, but the, the, they, they weren't in this game. And I didn't even think... Like, like I thought Manly played well, but I thought that they made a lot of mistakes earlier to keep Canterbury in this game, and they weren't able to take advantage of it. Going to Brookvale, round one, it's always a tough gig. There is no doubt about that. Uh, but I just thought Canterbury didn't do anything to help themselves. I thought Matty Burton was very average. Um, his, his afternoon sort of summed up with an intercept pass on one of the last plays to DCE. I thought Reid Marnie, though, he was tremendous, but no one was going with him. Um, I, I thought... Reed was great, but it just felt like it was it was him on his own out there. Thought Max King did some good things, saved a good try in half time. I've got no idea what Josh Adokar was doing there. I think it was 16-6 at that point. Um, just get to halftime. You're down by 10. You've played awfully, but you're still in the game. They almost conceded a try right on halfway just out of nowhere. Thankfully, Max King, he came up with a miracle, miracle save there. Um, there was, oh, I don't even know where to start with Canterbury. So many errors, so many shitty mistakes. There was kicks out on the full. There was there was one where it was last tackle, and we got a two ball out to Viliami Kikau on the left-hand side of the field who kicked with his right foot. It landed in the crowd. Like, it was just, it was awful. Why was he in that position in the first place? What What is Flano and what is Burton doing in those moments? Burton had the ball and passed it to him. I mean, it's just, 
Oh, it's just ludicrous. If you've got a way, Graham, I can understand that, who's on the left side with a left-foot kicking game. But when you're shifting to a back rower who's not a known kicker, who's a right-foot kicker, already facing that direction, that ball was only ever going to one place. I don't know if they miscounted the set. I don't know what happened. But very, very disappointing there. And, I mean, that sort of summed up the Canterbury Bulldogs uh, in this game, to be honest with you. So, uh, yeah, pretty disappointing from Canterbury. Hopefully they can bounce back. Manly, very impressive, but I still think they've got a lot more to offer. I don't think they were anywhere near their best there. So exciting times. Uh, Canterbury, I don't think they'll make too many changes next week. I think they'll keep with this side for the first few weeks and see how they go. Um, Young Carl Oluwapu, I believe it's pronounced, uh, he made his debut in New South Wales Cup on the weekend. I heard some reports that he absolutely killed it. Uh, I went and watched the highlights myself and had a look at some of his touches and everything. Impressive, but I don't know if I'd say uh, he absolutely killed it, to be honest with you. Uh, But we are hearing reports that he could potentially be in first grade sooner rather than later if the first grade team doesn't go well to potentially uh, partner Matty Burton. Now, I'm not sure if that solves their problems. I actually don't think it does, uh, but an interesting little situation to watch there. But I don't think all the reports of him killing it in New South Wales Cup uh, were fair. He played well. There's no doubt about that whatsoever. Did concede a try at one point, uh, and I'm just not sure... Uh, if the way that he's playing in there at the moment. It is, it is his first game, though, guys, so we'll give him a few more weeks, but I do think he has a little bit more to work on there. Uh, the last guy I want to mention, which I didn't get a chance to, was Kyle Weeks. He obviously came on late for Manly. I thought he had some really, really nice touches. All right, the North Queensland Cowboys and the Canberra Raiders coming to you from North Queensland. Uh, obviously, some pretty explosive comments from Ricky Stewart after the game. Ricky Noble went off again. Uh, we'll probably talk about them on Bloke in a Bar, but I, uh, I get where Ricky's coming from, but... For him to make the accusation that the the um, the RLPA don't trust coaches, I don't blame the RLPA for not trusting coaches. I don't trust coaches either. And if there's one coach I definitely don't trust, unfortunately, Ricky, it's you, my friend. Uh, so I get where Ricky's coming from, but I also 100% get where the RLPA is coming from as well. So, uh, I, yeah, I, I, we'll talk about that one on more on Bloke in a Bar, I guess. Keen to hear what Kempi thinks from a player's perspective on that uh, and how he takes that. I think that it was uh, it was interesting to see Elliot Whitehead's face throughout the thing. I think he was sort of sitting there going, oh, good God, here we go. Uh, but we'll talk about that a little bit later in the week. The Cowboys and the Raiders, uh, the Cowboys, they flew out to an 18-0 lead after about 30, 35 minutes, and they looked tremendous. Scotty Drinkwater was putting on an absolute show. I thought Reese Robson had some really nice touches early, too. He was great. Uh, Ruben Cotter, fuck me. He just keeps going and going and going. Uh, he came out and said the other day he wants to be an 80-minute sort of 13 guy. I don't know if that's in the best interest of the Cowboys with his injury history and stuff. I think that 60-minute mark is the real sweet spot for Ruben Cotter, and that's where I would be keeping him personally. Um, Origin Series last year, World Cup last year, Origin Series coming this year, Cowboys going deep into the final series. I just think it's all good and well when guys want to play 80 minutes, but sometimes the club has got to do what's best for that player. And I think 60, 65 minutes is the best for Ruben Cotter. And if I think if you're up in games and you're able to rest him, I probably would, to be honest with you. Um, Chad Townsend, all class, uh, just did his job all game. And then when the moment came for him to ice it, uh, geez, he delivered in the back end. A great little field goal there. Shout out to Peter Hicku. Uh, 160 run meters with no line break, 19 tackles. You don't even notice Peter Hicku during the games, but he just gets through so much work. I was playing him in Supercoach Draft, so I felt like I was watching him closely. And at the end of the game, I thought, ah, he might have got 90 run meters there. He didn't do a stack. Then to have a look at 160 run meters at center with 19 tackles, and he didn't have a line break in there or anything. That's just tough yards. Very, very impressive from Peter Hicku. I'm starting to get more and more used to this. 
So, yeah, look, the Cowboys, they, they flew out of the gates. The Raiders really got themselves back into it. The Cowboys and Todd Payton would be filthy that they conceded a try just before halftime. That really let the Raiders back into it with a little bit of momentum. Uh, but, you know, I don't think the Cowboys played anywhere near their best. And as we said with the Melbourne Storm, good teams don't play their best and find ways to win. So credit to the North Queensland Cowboys for the Raiders. Uh, obviously, the first 18 minutes, very tough conditions up there. They got blown out very early. Uh, Emre Gula managed to strike back in the 37th minute, which was a really nice try. I really like the look of Emre Gula. Uh, he played for the Mascot Jets, uh, my local team. I uh, watched him a little bit growing up. I really do like him, Emre Gula. He's got a heap of upside to him. Uh, Tommy Starling backed that up in the 54th minute with a try. Then big Jackie White and only a few minutes later crossed as well. Um, look, I, I think the Canberra Raiders, they can take a lot out of this game as far as we played dreadfully. They, they were pretty shit, to be honest with you. They weren't really in the contest for the first 35 minutes in that heat up there. They probably should have got blown out. To only lose that game by one point, I think that shows a lot of resilience from the Canberra Raiders. Should they be disappointed? Yes, 100%. But, fuck, they've got so much more in the tank. It's not even funny. You obviously had Seb Chris. He got he had to come from the field for a HIA. You had Jordan Rapana. He, he was in a bit of curry as well. So it's not it's not all perfect for Canberra, but I just think there's so much to take from this game. You know, during the, probably the hardest road trip in rugby league going up to North Queensland in round one. Uh, I thought Corey Horsburgh, when he was on the field, he was unreal, got through so much work. It was crazy. I don't love the Elliot Whitehead at 13. I've never really loved it. I know that Ricky has this idea in his head that, that that's the way to go. I personally don't think it is. Um, I think I, th- I thought Joey Tappanay, reasonably quiet by his standards. Um, I thought that he moved the ball a little bit more than what I would have liked to have seen. And I think he played 51 minutes. I'd like to see that up to, you know, 60-odd minutes, to be honest with you. I think that's when Tappanay is at his best. But... Similar to what I said with the Cowboys and Ruben Cotter, I can understand why Ricky is just monitoring the minutes that Tapanay plays, especially in those conditions up there. I, I get it. Uh, Rapana looks like he's suspended for three weeks. Sebastian Chris, he will stay at fullback. It wasn't pretty, uh, but it looks like he will probably stay there. I also thought that Matty T- uh, Timiko, I thought that in the trials he was really good, and I thought he looked really strong in this game as well. So I think that he is in uh, for a pretty good season down there at the Canberra Raiders. They play the Dolphins next week. Uh, a real danger game for the Canberra Raiders. The Dolphins coming off a very big high. It's actually their first game at KO Stadium in Redcliffe, so they will be up for that one. The crowd will be up for that one, and the Raiders coming off a really, really tough game against a top-shelf side in that sort of heat. Coming back to Canberra, going back up to Queensland. Uh, it's an afternoon game. It'll probably be hot up there as well, so far from ideal for the Canberra Raiders. I think that one is a real danger game against the Dolphins, which I cannot believe I'm saying that, but I'm also stoked that I am. But I uh, credit to the Cowboys, didn't play their best, managed to get a win. But also the Canberra Raiders, I wouldn't be too disheartened, disappointing to lose those games, put so much effort into those games in those heat in that heat. Uh, but for them to get so close, considering the start, I don't think there's too many sides in this competition that would have come back down from 18-0, considering the guys they're missing and whatnot and the stuff that happened throughout the game. I thought it was a pretty good knock. Uh, the South Sydney Rabbitohs and the Cronulla Sharks rounded out Super Saturday. Uh, Lockie Elias, wow. What a performance. A real light 9 out of 10, 10 out of 10 sort of thing. He just took so much confidence out of that game. Scored a nice try. I think he set up two tries. Uh, but the big play was the one on Mulatalo. He's going to score for all money. Campbell Graham got caught really out of position on that play. Uh, and Mulatalo was going to score for all money. Already had the big grin on his face. Uh, and then, obviously, Lockie Elias came across with the George Gregan, the tackle, and knocked the ball out of his grass, which was great to see. Uh, Elias, he copped a lot of shit last year. 
I, you know, I, I've always been a fan. I've always really liked you. I think he's got ability. Is he Adam Reynolds? No. Uh, but, fuck, I don't think South Sydney have made the wrong decision here, and Ilias just keeps on improving. The thing that I loved about this game for the South Sydney Rabbitohs was that they won and they weren't left-side reliant, which makes them really, really dangerous. And now that they've got some attack on the right and you can sort of go either side of the ruck, it makes the left side even more dangerous. So, Ilias, uh, obviously I drafted Cody Walker in, in my Supercoach draft, and I'm actually even more nervous about Cody Walker now because Ilias looks so good and he's over-calling uh, Cody Walker and he's putting plays on. So, uh, so, some of the stuff he did with Campbell Graham, geez, Campbell Graham's in for a big season. Another guy I've got my draft side who I'm very, very happy with. Uh, you can tell that he's come back with a newfound confidence off the back of that World Cup. I think he's in for a massive year, Campbell Graham. He was very, very impressive. thought Damien Cook was very good. I thought that South Sydney, you know, despite Cronulla missing Nico Hines and probably having a few unlucky calls go against them, I thought that South Sydney Rabbitohs had a lot to overcome there. Totola, uh, he was injured in the very first tackle of the game. Sorry, HIA, so he left the park. He did not return. So straight away, they were down to 16 when, you know, it was already a reasonably weak middle, I thought. Um, I was a little bit worried about it. You had Cheekam playing on the edge and whatnot. And then, of course, Jai Arrow injured HIA. I can't remember which one it was, but he missed a lot of game as well. So all of a sudden, the South Sydney Rabbitohs found themselves down to 15 players, which included, included Blake Taff, who was on the bench. So very, very tough gig there for South Sydney. They just managed to overcome it, led by their fearless leader, uh, Cameron Murray. Fuck, he was tremendous. Uh, I just love everything about him. I, I know I've been saying it for years, and people are sick of hearing about it, but he is so Bradley Clyde, it's not even fucking funny. He's a tremendous player. thought Damien Cook was really good as well. Uh, yeah, look, for South Sydney, plenty to take out of that game, plenty to be proud of. Um, Harm Salo, we're not sure if he's going to be back next week. It looks like they could be missing a few more troops to take on the Penrith Panthers on Thursday night in a short turnaround to Tola. Uh, I would assume HIA protocols would probably make it tough for him to play on Thursday night. Uh, so it is going to be a very big test for the South Sydney Rabbitohs. But anytime you're able to go to Shark Park and get a W and leave, uh, you're absolutely stoked, especially in 2023. I think that's going to be a huge carrot to bring home with you. So credit to the South Sydney Rabbitohs, credit to Lockie Ilias, credit to Jason to meet you how he's handled the last year or so, especially with Lockie Elias, between Adam Reynolds leaving, um, the Dragons game where he had to hook him, etc. I think he's just pulled all the right reins with Lockie Elias, and hopefully you can start to see that. Um, the Sharkies, I mentioned that Elias made that huge play on Mulatalo, which was fantastic. You know, Mulatalo, he crossed the line with a smile on his face, already half celebrating, got the ball knocked out. It's going to happen to you sometimes. But I said this last week, uh, I love that Mulatalo's got a bit of shit in his game, and I love that he always backs it up. Got his pants pulled down, was very embarrassed on that play uh, from Lockie Ilias. And then, of course, a few minutes later, Isaac Thompson, he's going to score for all money, and Mulatalo comes up with a great try-saver. Uh, probably not spoken about because it wasn't the best try-saver in the game, but Mulatalo, a huge play from him there. Uh, Wilton, I thought he was good on the left edge. Defensively, him and Siffer, they do need to sort themselves out, but I think that will come with time. Uh, um, a few missed tackles there, a couple of errors, but I think you can really see the upside in Teague Wilton. Uh, the Katoa tried just before half time. That was vintage Sharkies. That was very, very nice. Uh, without Hines, you know, they're obviously a very different side, but I thought they handled themselves pretty well, to be honest with you. Trindle came in. I thought he was great. I thought he had some really nice touches. That try where um, that he scored, where it was Will Kennedy went through. Shout out to Will Kennedy. Great to see him back playing footy and playing his best footy. Um, I thought that was a tremendous 
tremendous little try there for Will Kennedy to get the ball, grub her through, regather. He almost missed his foot with the second kick, to be fair. And that's just where the instincts of Braden Trindle um, kicked in. And oh, oh, I, th- I, th- I thought that was a really nice try, really entertaining stuff. Uh, the way Graham Sinbin. Um, it's sad to see moments like this falling out of our game, but I understand why it is. Uh, Wade Graham, obviously there was a little bit of contact to the head there, or uh, quite a bit of contact to the head, but it is uh, it is disappointing because you saw the entire crowd stand up in that moment and get so excited about it, and that would have been you know the highlight of the week 10, 15 years ago. It would have been unreal. We would have absolutely loved it. We did absolutely love it, uh, but I understand why the NRL is cracking down on this sort of stuff. I, do, I, I don't know where I sit on... Uh, a player coming out with a big shot like that and then uh, 90 seconds later them checking the replay and then sin bidding him. I, I don't know. And, and I understand what you're saying. You, you, you do the crime, you do the time. I get it. But I just I don't love the idea of us being able to go. If if something is Simbin worthy, I think you should be able to see it live and make a decision. I'm just not sure if you can put on a shot, not get penalised for it, and then 90 seconds later get Simbin for it. It just seems like a big jump. I think that we sort of need to back in the referee's vibe live on that sort of stuff. Uh, it looks like Wade will miss a couple of weeks, uh, which I think will lock T. Wilton in on that edge. I, I said it last week on Beers and Break Evens. I love Wade Graham, love him to bits, uh, but I'm just not sure where he fits into this side or if there is a viable spot for him at the moment, which makes it uh, really tough and a little bit awkward because he's a legend of our game. I absolutely love him, and he's a legend of the Cronulla Sharks. But I just, even when he came on, I don't know if the role that he came on and played they needed realistically. Uh, but in saying that, you know, If that shot, like, that was the sort of tackle that could have turned the game. It didn't, and it ended up costing them big time. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. But that's the sort of stuff that Wade Graham can bring you. Uh, look, for the Sharkies, I know there's a lot of Sharks fans out there that were very disappointed with the refereeing that night. I didn't think it was perfect. I probably thought you got a little bit unlucky. Uh, but, I mean, South Sydney were also missing Totola. Arrow was injured. Um, like It wasn't the world versus the Sharks like some fans have sent me messages in. So uh, it goes in roundabouts. It comes and goes, you know, the Sharkies, a few unlucky calls there. I thought there was a try that Katoa scored uh, that I thought was a try for all money. I was shocked when that one was called a forward pass. Uh, but, you know, that that's rugby league. That happens to all teams. Um, they they come and go. You know how it is. So congratulations to the Bunnies, the Sharkies, without Nico Hines. Once again, I wouldn't be overly disappointed. I think they created enough opportunities that with Nico, they probably do ice in most games. But, yeah, the Bunnies, Lockie Elias, fantastic performance. Very, very impressive. Great to see him really starting to come of age. And, uh, yeah, very exciting year for both teams, in my opinion. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.